Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Good evening and welcome to this Charlton Live Miniature Easter Special. My name is Louis Mendes. Thanks for downloading. I hope you are well on this week's show. We'll take a look back at the Good Friday Clash with Morecambe at the Valley. It's just a slimmed down version of the pod this weekend as the team uh, take a rest uh, over Easter. But on today's show we will hear the highlights of the game with the Shrimps. Post-match reaction from manager Johnny Jackson. We'll also hear uh, from some supporters I spoke to in the fans bar after the game. So the Addicts went into the Good Friday clash with Morecambe on the back of last week's impressive 1-0 win over Rotherham and having just lost once in their last six, they were playing for pride though, knowing that they mathematically couldn't go up or down a different story for Derek Adams' side though. Uh, The Shrimps, they ended a a recent 12-game winless run with two successive victories, but a slender loss last time out at Cambridge saw the Lancastrians perched just outside the League One drop zone on goal difference with four games left to play. Johnny Jackson made just one change from the side that won at Rotherham last weekend as Mason Burstow started up top in place of Connor Washington. There was a place though for Chuck Sinike on the bench who has missed the last two months through injury. So let's have a listen to what happened at the Valley. Your commentators on Charlton TV were Greg Stubbley and Terry Phillips. It's allowed to turn by the Charlton defence out right towards Lee. It's an awkward control but Lee takes it in his stride and cuts inside. And goes out right to Connolly. Lee continues his run, he's not been trapped. Lee inside the penalty area, across Stockton, scores! Morecambe have been flirting with opportunities in the last five minutes or so. And it's the top goal scorer in the league who gives them the lead after 25 minutes. You could see that happening through the build-up. The ball switched out here on the right hand to Connolly by Lee, who cut inside. Blackett Taylor followed him inside, but as soon as the pass went away from Lee out to Connolly, Blackett Taylor didn't track him, or at least couldn't keep up with him. And Connolly, free ball into the, uh, free ball into Lee, who cut it back to Stockton. You can't give the leading goal scorer in the division that time and space to finish. Stockton makes movement inside the pounds here and controls. Stockton lays it off for Lee. Dobson with the challenge. Bursto will try and get there, but Bennett with the first time cross inside the pounds here. Pierce with the header away, but only as far as Nahue. Nahue finds the spot and manages to get the second. The header away from Pierce was only as far as the left winger. And cut inside in his left foot. It's a tidy finish. And Morecambe have a second. A loop ball into the box looked like it wasn't troubling anybody. And uh, just for a second, I thought Craig McGillivray would be coming out to claim it, but didn't really have the depth, I guess, for him to be confident enough to come and claim it. And as soon as it dropped to Nahua, there looked to be panic in the back. That launched ball forward by Bennett. Yes, right on the penalty spot, and you just thought that uh, McGillivray would come and claim it, he didn't. And then Nahua just made space for himself, and the right foot shot back across. Craig McGillivray gave him no chance. Towards the Charlton left-hand side now, as 
Blackett-Taylor receives the ball. Nice couple of step-overs and brings the ball forward. Still with it, Blackett-Taylor. With the cross towards Bursto with the header towards Stockley. And Cholne have a goal back. Really good, patient build-up play from Cholne. Out to the left-hand side to Blackett-Taylor. Superb skill to create that little bit of space with the cross. Bursto wins the header. And Stockley, his long leg to convert. Cholne have a goal back. Intelligent football from Charlton. Ball out to the left-hand side. Blackett Taylor, you know, or you get the feeling that we're going to get something. It's going to be on this left-hand side. He cuts in superbly well, then drifts past his man once more into the box. Lovely chip ball back across. Bursto could have gone for it himself. Spotted Stockley in space, just headed it into that space for the Charlton striker to finish. Again, Phillips, a diagonal ball in the penalty area. McGilvery comes out to collect, and it's good goalkeeping to do so. Rolls it out, and it's a... Dangerous throw, Matthews won't get there, and Gibson does. Nahua now from Morecambe inside the pound here onto his left foot, goes for goal and scores. And after the Charlton pressure, the Charlton goal, just as the addicts are getting back in the game, as Morecambe has scored a third, McGilvery's throw was intercepted by Gibson. Nahua, we've got the second for Morecambe, gets the third. Well, I was just about to say that the defending in the build-up to that was much, much better for Charlton. There was a lot more communication, a lot more people tracking back, doing what they're supposed to do. And then McGillivray inexplicably throws it into space and easily picked off by Gibson. And Charlton from being, again, in the opening part of this half in the ascendancy, have ended up conceding a third. Just shooting ourselves in the foot there in support and Dobson in space inside. Dobson switches it across to Fanwell. Forster Kasky further left. Blackett Taylor out on the touchline. Again up against Connolly. Again tries to go past him. And again does so into the penalty area. But Blackett Taylor, ball back across. And Nico with the header! And he scores! Joan back in the game. And Nico back on the score sheet. Well, once again, anything Joan has created has come through Corey Blackett Taylor been outstanding on that left-hand side it's caused Morgan a number of problems and they've made the substitution Morgan having to bring off Gibson the left-back and they put the substitute Cooney over that side he's been struggling to deal with him the ball comes from Forster Kasky out to Blackett-Taylor to superbly well it's Conley maybe a little bit easily from a Morgan perspective but then does ever so well to dig out the cross and Anike, that's an outstanding header that's not an easy chance at all and he places it perfectly and Charlton again with a lifeline back in this game yeah, sends it forward, looking for Stockley and he's played no added time at all virtually the referee to the five minutes and the Addicts go down 3-2 here to Morecambe so it was Morecambe who took a massive stride towards League One safety with victory on their first ever visit to the Valley. The Addicts started brightly but passed up a number of opportunities before the visitors grew back into the game and led through League One's leading goalscorer Cole Stockton on 26 minutes. The Addicts' vulnerabilities at the back were further exposed just before the break when Jason Pierce's header dropped straight to Arthur Ganua who added a second for the visitors. Jaden Stockley did pull one back shortly after half-time as he grabbed his 19th goal of the season in all competitions but hopes of a comeback were stalled just six minutes later as the Addicts goalkeeper Craig McGovery saw his throw out intercepted which led to Ganua grabbing his second of the game. Chuksinike came off the bench to half the deficit once more with nine minutes left to play and despite George Dobson missing a good chance to level late on the Addicts slipped to a 20th league defeat 
of the season. Charlton dropped to 15th in the League One table, whilst Morecambe climbed one place to 19th. They sit three points clear of the drop zone now. Afterwards, manager Johnny Jackson came to speak to me in the press room, and I kicked off the interview by asking if he'd been let down by his side defending during the game. I'm disappointed with the goals, yeah. I thought there was really poor goals to concede. All three of them, avoidable for me. Um, Got to deal with those situations better. So, yeah, after... You're right, you know, we stand there after last week and say how solid it was and stuff like that. Uh, you know, you have to say today, we, we didn't do that today. And it was in those moments we, we was too slack. And I guess that probably sums up why we are where we are in the league, because can't can't do it consistently. I was going to say, if we could put our fingers on why that, they, they were so inconsistent throughout the season, I guess that would suggest why we are where we are in the division and, and today we'll probably personify that pretty well. Yeah, and you know, if you want to be a, a top player and you want to be at the top end of the division, you, you have to do it every single week. It's not it's not a choice. You can't just turn up, do it one week or two weeks or three weeks. The top teams, they churn out the, the performances and the results week in, week out. So we are capable of a really, really high level, uh, but we're, you know, we haven't been able to sustain it enough this season. And it sort of ruined what had been quite a bright start, really. Obviously, without trying to find, the, without finding the goal, but Charlton pretty much on the front foot for the majority of that first twenty-five minutes or so. Yeah, I feel like I said that a lot in games that we, that we started brightly, moving it really well, creating openings, uh, but nothing to show for it, which is disappointing. Um, and then you know you, you get hit with probably their maybe second chance, and, and they score. Uh, it changes the complexion of the game and. Uh, so we yeah, we had nothing to show for our bright start, and obviously going in two 0 down, um, when when there's probably nothing in the game as far as dominance and stuff like that, we're two 0 down now. We're chasing and uh, probably dominated ninety percent of the second half as well. But, uh, uh, still still lost the game. So all your dominance you know nothing to show for it and just when you got one back and you like you were coming back into the game you know again we spoke about how Craig's sort of turned the corner recently but he'll be really disappointed you could see he was trying to get the team on the move quickly but just didn't quite measure it right yeah he's trying to be proactive and, and get the attack started but obviously you know the execution of the throw was was, was wrong and uh, yeah I mean, that, it's a poor goal to concede it's a really disappointing one uh, as far as how it's come about and, and, and the, the timing of it because, we, like you say, we scored early. Loads of time now to go on and hopefully try and win the game and, and not just back again when it, we didn't... It was so unnecessary in the game at that stage. Um, and obviously that's 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 the goal that's that's ultimately cost us defeat. Mm. So the, the crowd have made their feelings known at half-time and, and a little bit at the end as well. I mean, it has summed up how frustrating this season has been. You know, you, you had your... A very good spell in, in the middle, but the, the overall season for the club has not, has not been anywhere near what they would have expected. No, of course not. It's disappointing. Um, I get it. No, none of us are where we want to be. Um, you know, even if we win every game, it's still not going to be like where we want to, where Charlton should be finishing in the league, is it? So uh, I get their frustration. I'm, I'm as frustrated as anyone. You know, it's it's almost like you know, we we got to try and win these three games. Um, and then it's a reset for the football club and it's a, it's a huge, huge summer uh, that we have to get right because I think there's a real, I think there's a real core of, of, of something good, uh, something that we can, you know, if we had the right types in the right positions and around the court, I think we've got a, a great opportunity, but obviously that's not going to happen this season. 
we need yeah we need a reset and we need to go again especially chucks back on on the pitch how was he after after that sort of cameo yeah fine i believe uh yeah it's good to have him back had a couple of days training so um always was was keen to get him on the pitch but obviously wary of uh for how long but that'll do him that doing great getting on, on there and obviously scoring a goal we know what a threat he can be especially having the impact from the bench so good to have him back obviously we, we missed that type of impact from the bench yeah um connor didn't start obviously mason started in his places right you were sort of managing his minutes is, is he worried about his hamstring again or something he's just he missed he, he missed the uh, early part of the week's training so obviously he's come back played every minute of every game um um, I don't want to lose Connor for for any longer uh, period of football, so uh, decided to to sort of um, take that route with him. Obviously, with three games to play now, it gives him gives him more opportunity to be to be involved for those. Yeah, and obviously, I mean, you have the ability to have those three strikers on the pitch to change the shape a little bit there as you are chasing the game as well. Is that something you sort of experimenting with, or something you've you've tried in training? And you wanted to see how it played out on the pitch. Uh, well, it's just something that I had in mind that if we, you know, if we um, needed to, to chase that, that that's the way that we could go putting chucks on there and to sort of in, in a 10 position with two forwards off of him I think he's as effective as, as anyone um, yeah obviously it, you know it did work in, in that period of the game uh, something something to consider when when we've got chucks sort of up to speed and he's able to to play for longer and that's got Fraser today and for a little while actually now what's um, what's up with Scott he's got a little issue with his knee um, that um, I don't know the uh, medical terminology, but yeah, he's had he's had an issue with his knee uh, that obviously he's been been playing him up a little bit, been a bit sore. So um, yeah, unavailable uh, for the last couple of games. Hopefully, we'll see him um, for the last few. It's a quick turnaround now to Cambridge. Obviously, I mean, with with all these games being dead rubbers now, it's, I don't think as, as we said last week they're not on the beach. They they, they gave the best today, but it's it's important to try and end the season in a reasonably positive manner. Yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't label that criticism at my team, especially. I think we had a little period in the first half where we had a little lull, um, and there was a lack of urgency to our play. Uh, but I think in the second half we would give it a real go. So, you know, I don't I don't think that's that's an issue. You know, we've. At the end there, we were absolutely bombarding them to try and get something and it wasn't through lack of effort. A uh, few, few better decisions maybe or execution of certain situations and we would have got something from the game, uh, definitely. you know, I know we've had a lot of attempts, a lot of crosses, probably just not, not enough on target and they was probably more clinical than us in their moments. Cheers. Um, hi, Johnny. So you mentioned you know we've got a big summer ahead, a lot of rebuilding, of course, and a bit of pressure. Is defence a position in particular um, you're going to try and bolster with some added quality? I think every every position's uh, something that we consider, but um, yeah, I think if, you know if you want to get promoted, you you need probably twenty twenty five clean sheets, and, and you can't you can't be conceding three goals at home, can you? So it's going to make it difficult to to win any football match. So it's obviously something that we're looking at along with every other position. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today.
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Cullen trying to take his man on. Chip ball back across. Bowers there. Pierce is there. Bowers with a header. And it's done. Yes! 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 Oh, he's gone. Oh, Patrick Barr. You absolute German beauty. Woo! Dream lads. Charlotte have scored with seconds remaining. We've done it all. Get in. Come on. What a time to be here. Here on Wembley. Oh, my word. Oh, my word. Charlton Live. So welcome back to this Charlton Live mini-pod. We've been looking back at the defeat against Morecambe at the Valley on Good Friday. We've just heard the manager's view on the game. Now let's hear the opinion of some of the supporters who watched at the Valley. I spoke to a couple of the fans in the fans' bar after the game. Um, it was very disappointing. I think, you know, we were playing a team that's under pressure. They're in the relegation fight. They, in the last six games, have let in the most goals out of any League One team. So they're for the taking, I think... They played pretty average and it just showed really what all of all the things that have been wrong with our season. Inability to create chances when we're in good positions down the flanks, uh, a lack of spirit and character in the squad and just really, again, underlined that we're not, we have got what's required in this squad to have a proper promotion push next season. Um, very disappointing, um, uh, especially against uh, Malcolm. I felt that uh, we should have beaten them considering who we are. No disrespect to Balkan, but we should be beating them uh, if we've got to get up and uh, get up to the uh, championship. But clearly, we stopped them up front. They had a threat. I think you've seen in the first 20 minutes, we got behind them. And we had the opportunity to create several chances. Um, but we didn't really create any clear-cut chances. And then in the next 15 minutes, he got two or three chances by just dropping away from his marker. He managed to drop his marker several times. And just think all over the park, we were we just weren't good enough. Disgraceful. Um, we were 2-1 down. Um, a ball out from the goalkeeper straight to... Uh, Morecambe attack and they score from it made it a 3-1 made it very difficult for us and not good, not good enough first of all he over promised and under delivered he, he definitely um, underestimated the league um, I think the fact that he's over promised and under delivered I think is going to affect the season ticket sales um, and frankly he's got his son in charge or, or in a very senior role doing analytics which he I can't see how he could possibly uh, get that role at any other League One club he's unproven if we sign eight or ten players on multi-year contracts and we get it wrong this season even if Jacko doesn't make it as the manager you know we hope he does we all support him we're going to be screwed because we're going to be stuck with those ten players on multi-year contracts so this this next pre-season this summer is going to be massive and 
Yeah, he's worried. I, I, I think I think the owner and uh, the manager have actually. Uh, I, I think I think they've actually don't realise the the uh, the quality of this division. We. we which is not good enough. The players which actually come into this club have not, not, not been good enough. And are you confident they can uh, get that right this summer instead? Well, we're all hopeful. We're all hopeful, but we have to wait and see. But being being a Charlton fan and I always renew my season ticket. Always the optimist. Well, thanks to Rob and to John for giving me their thoughts on the Morecambe game. Attention now turns to Tuesday's trip to Cambridge United. The Addicts looking for back-to-back away wins uh, and to end the season strongly. Cambridge sit one place above the South Londoners in 14th. They've lost just once in their last four at time of recording, but they still have to play the league leaders Wigan on Saturday before the Addicts visit the Abbey Stadium. Mark Bonner's side will uh, be happy to have secured survival already during their first season at this level in over 20 years. It's Charlton's first visit to the Abbey Stadium since 1992 and the best part of a thousand addicts will be in attendance to watch on. We'll have reaction to that game and a preview of next Saturday's home game with Shrewsbury on Thursday's big match preview but for now thanks for listening to this mini Charlton Live pod from me Louis Mendez. We'll see you again during the week. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.